Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. You are listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm Mark Butcher and I'll be joined by the former England internationals Matt Pryor and Gareth Batty as well as the former South Africa head coach Mickey Arthur to look back at the second one day international between the Proteas and England in Bloemfontein with South Africa producing a quite brilliant run chase to seal the series with a five wicket win. We'll also look back at a sensational 100 from South African captain Temba Bavuma, discuss what more England could have done to win the game and discuss if there are any worries for Matthew Mott's side after their fifth consecutive one-day international defeat. Last time that happened was all the way back in 2014, the bad old days. We'll also get the very latest post-match reaction from the Mangrang Oval, so plenty to come over the next 20 minutes or so. You are listening following on. Well, gentlemen, that has been uh, quite the day's entertainment. Uh, 50 over cricket has come under fire from both angles. The, uh, the test match game from England in particular, squeezing it out of uh, the, the public consciousness over here in recent times. And, of course, the proliferation of T20 leagues around the world has meant that uh, one-day international cricket has looked a little bit like the, uh, the third cousin uh, over recent times. But that today was quite something. Four hours and 12 minutes it took uh, England to put 342 runs on the board. Uh, a special innings from uh, Joss Butler, the captain, 94 from 83. And you thought at halfway, uh, Mickey Arthur, that with South Africa needing to, uh, to smash the record at Bloemfontein, I think 274 was the highest previous run chase at the ground to uh, to knock off 343 at a little under seven runs and over you thought that England were were absolute favourites at halfway 100% I I did not think South Africa would chase that down I have to be honest at the the halfway mark England I thought did enough I thought Harry Brook 
was outstanding today. Uh, Josh Butler, really, really good as well. I thought that was too much for South Africa, but wow, did they bat well. Temba Bavuma, outstanding. Did they ever? I mean, there, there were times there in the commentary box where we were, we were sat looking at one another, myself at, exchanging glances, loving ones, obviously, with Matt Pryor, um, and thinking to ourselves, we've not seen Temba Bavuma um, bat as fluently or as aggressively as that before at the top of the order. Is that the best you'd seen him play? Uh, d- yes, I think it is. I mean, in that style, for certain. Um, I, I, I honestly didn't think he had it in him to to take the game by the scruff of the neck like he did in the first few overs. Um, you know, we we said earlier that Quinton de Kock taking that knock on the on the thumb when he was keeping, he was really struggling to to hit the ball hard. And usually, he would take the role of the ag- main aggressor. You would think with between the two of them. And Bavuma sort of made a decision that actually he was going to have to be that guy. And then you're relying on your skill and ability to be able to hit the ball off a good length on a two-paced pitch 20 rows back. And he did it comfortably a number of times. I mean, he just, he, he, what was he, 25 or 50, first 15 balls. And that sort of set South Africa off. Because if he hadn't have done that, Quinton de Kock was struggling. Suddenly, they, you, you know, chasing 343, you're behind the eight ball early. You're putting a lot of pressure on, on the guys to come. So as far as, you know, not just the opening batsman, but as a captain as well, having sort of stated that he wanted South Africa to play with more aggression, uh, he led by example. Mickey, how important was that? for, for Not just for Temba Bavuma, but also for, for the psyche of, of South African cricket, really. He's come under a bit of fire. People wondering whether or not he should actually be in the side, let alone captain it. And yet he's gone out there and played that way today. Unbelievable innings. Really, really good. It, that will do him the world of good. But not only him. The people that are continuing on his back, the world of good. Because that was a truly special innings. He hasn't played 2020 cricket uh, for South Africa. He, didn't get, or, I mean, he captains the, the South African side, but then doesn't get picked up in the SA League. Um, that would have been embarrassing for him. Really, really embarrassing. But he's come out firing this. I think this is his best format. This and Test Cricket, I think, are, are, his, are his two best formats. But today he played an innings full of maturity. He led from the front and was simply, simply outstanding. Um, Gareth Batty, England um, put to the sword, really, with the ball. They, they, they lacked, um, Ollie Stone aside, lacked a, a real cutting edge there. A lack of cricket, perhaps, for Wokes and, and Topley. Um, but South Africa played an extra batter. Um, so that meant that Marco Janssen was coming in uh, at, at number seven. They had that little bit of extra depth. And, and conversely, England's bowling looked a little bit um, toothless at times in that run chase. How did you see it? I suppose fractionally you can understand it to an extent with uh, guys being a bit rusty. Uh, certainly not played much 50 over cricket. Um, but I, I suppose you sit back and you have a look at it cold light of day. You just said our skills were fractionally off. The areas that we bowled were fractionally off. We just made it a little bit easy. You can forgive somebody playing very, very well, and there are two or three guys who played out of their skin, uh, which is fine. You can sit back there. But if we're executing badly, uh, I think that's a problem. My, my biggest concern would be we didn't strike up front. If you ain't getting wickets in the first 10, you're only just <laughs> your damage limitation further down the order, as the modern game is. And I think that's what England have always set out to do. Sorry, not always. Four years ago, five years ago, that was set out. We're going to get 300, and we're going to take wickets. Um, and I think we're relying too much on on saving and starving people boundaries middle to death as opposed to taking wickets early and being on the front foot. Ollie Stone had a good uh, day, though. Played a great deal of one-day international cricket. Obviously, he had days much documented injury problems. Um, now finds himself uh, at Nottinghamshire, another county for him. But two for 48 
from 10 in the midst of carnage for everybody else is a, is a fine return from him. Yeah, it is. He's, he's been dogged with injury for, for sort of two or three years now. I think we were in we were in Sri Lanka when he made his debut for, for England and we were covering that and he bowled the speed of light and roughed up a, a few lads who were trying to whack him all over and he bowled quickly. Uh, I was on air with, with, with Mickey and we sort of said he's almost our Nokia and Nokia's a pretty much best of the best at, at bowling fast in the middle overs and making things happen. They're big compliments, they're big observations. Um, we just hope he stays fit because he's a huge asset to this team. Yeah, he certainly is. Uh, England um, were outplayed, really, or at least outclassed in the second half. Uh, conditions were difficult, weren't they? I mean, not making excuses for England here at all, but this morning when Temba Bavuma won the toss and stuck England in, he said he was expecting there to be a bit of movement. There was more than a bit of movement, and, and England had to weather an early storm from South Africa's bowlers with a new ball. Yeah, England had by far the worst of the conditions today. Um, they, they came out, the, the ball swung, the ball seemed, there was a little bit of inconsistent bounce as the wicket dried out. It was tough going up front, and that whole power play, I think it was 36 for 2 or something, in the power play was genuinely really tough going. Harry Book played, I think, the innings, uh, an innings of, of high, high quality to get England anywhere close. Obviously, Butler and, 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 and them uh, took took the score to where it needed to be but Harry Brooks innings was the one in tough conditions that set it up for for England but conditions certainly favoured South Africa I've been uh, I've been quite hyperbolic about um, Harry Brook I've said there's a, a touch of genius about him Matt Pryor I mean it's only his second one day international he played magnificently today and seems to have all three formats sort of well within his compass uh, of being very very successful in all three court formats uh, for me, he's the best young player I've seen come into an England team. Uh, and just all round, as you say, all formats. Every game he has played, he's looked not just every bit an international cricketer, but every bit an absolute freak, quite frankly. I mean, the shots he plays, and ju- ju- they're just little signs, like on a tricky surface like this where good players are struggling to time it. And his base, his, the position he gets in, even just blocking a, f- a real simple front foot def- defence shot, he has all the time in the world. His basics are incredible. But then when he needs that touch of skill and touch of flair, he's got every shot every shot in the book. His footwork is quick as a boxer's. He plays spin brilliantly. He plays, plays pace brilliantly. He, he, I don't think there's enough you can say about this guy. What we're going to have to do is manage him and manage how much cricket he plays, what type of cricket he plays, because there's going to be every franchise in the world wanting him. England are going to want him to play in every single game and it's just not possible. So that, for me, is the frightening thing about Harry Brook. Nothing about his technique or his ability. It's who, who is he going to play for and how much is he going to play? <laughs> well, as uh, Del Boy might have said, uh, the world is very much his lobster. Um, I'm just looking out there on the screen at the moment. Uh, Joss Butler has a, a slightly lobsterous look. The, uh, the sun was beating down on all and sundry in Bloemfontein. Here he is. Before I go any further, Josh, well played uh, yourself, 94, unfinished on 82. I'm in tough conditions this morning to bat on. I, I guess, to be fair, conditions that not many were expecting. No, I don't think we're probably expecting the ball to swing as much as I thought South Africa bowled really well uh, to start with and, and picked up those early wickets. So um, now to come back from that and to post uh, 340, I thought was a, a fantastic effort from the guys. So I'm um, pretty pleased with our score, but um, no, brilliant game of cricket. You know, I thought that was a, a great chase. It sure was a terrific game and everyone was royally entertained again. But at the halfway marker, what were your thoughts with that total on the board? 
Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good score. Um, and I think um, having seen the other game uh, the other night where the, the wicket maybe got a bit tougher um, as it got older, but um, no, I think credit to, to the South African team. I thought they, they chased that really well. Uh, Temba led from the front and, and I thought that sort of Markram, Klaassen and Miller sort of had some great uh, momentum when they came in and we just couldn't maybe pick up those wickets early enough. You guys have had some terrific clashes against South Africa. Just to mention one other player on your side, Harry Brook, terrific 80. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, obviously he's been performing in, in Test cricket and, and T20 cricket. We know what a, a great talent he is and, and what a fantastic player he will be. So it's a, a great uh, start for his ODI career for him and um, yeah, there's, there's plenty more to come from him. But there's a lot of people in Kimberley can't wait to see you guys there. So one more to go. I'm sure you want to entertain and get on the right side of the result. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we come here to win games of cricket. Um, of course, there's a bigger picture in terms of building towards a World Cup as well. But uh, you know, we want to build confidence by winning games as well. So, so yeah, absolutely, we go there. Um, no, motivated to try and win that game. Josh, we'll play today. Thank you. Mike Hazeman there with uh, Josh Butler, the England captain. Um, is, it, is there a slight sense? I mean, England have now lost five in a row, as we mentioned. The first time they've done that since the bad old days of 2014. Um, not time for panic, I suppose, for, for Matthew Mott and, uh, and uh, for Joss Butler. Um, but is there a sort of a slight sense that, well, you know, we, we've, we won the World Cup. We are a very good white ball side. We can kind of brush some of these losses under the carpet. Or do you think that they genuinely feel as though, look, we're heading in the right direction. The results are not quite going our way. I think it's a combination of both. As as long as the, the plan is formulating in the changing room and with the management of the, the sort of squad that's going to be at the World Cup, of, of where we're going, of who we're evolving, of what positions we are we are just lacking fractionally in, I don't have a drama. I certainly look around the traps. It isn't for the want of quality. We have the quality. But uh, as Duncan Fletcher once said, we've got to get the right bums in the right seats on the bus. And that is the, the, the problem that, that England face at the minute. It, it isn't the quality... It doesn't worry me the odd loss here and there, but um, we need to be targeting certain areas of, uh, of the game that possibly we were very good in and we're just a fraction off now. Reminds me of the old uh, Morecambe and Wise uh, classic of uh, all the right notes but all in the wrong order uh, for England at the moment. Um, let's talk about South Africa. In fact, let's hear from uh, South Africa's captain, Temba Bavuma, and what has been a record-breaking day for the Proteas. He's with Mike Hazeman. Timber, congratulations on your performance, but also the team, a series win, that's pretty special. Yeah, very special. Um, playing against England is always a tough ask. Um, your disciplines are always um, being tested, and I think it's been a good opportunity for us to go out and really, like I've been saying, um, test our way of playing. You know, um, going out and chasing 340 like that, that gives us a lot of confidence on the confidence that we have. So, yeah, good day, um, good outing for us. Now, some of us, or most of us actually in the commentary box, are saying we thought that was your best performance for South Africa, your third 101 internationals. How do you rate that century? Yeah, it was very enjoyable. Um, I think it's, these wickets here in Plum are actually quite nice. I guess it suits the way we'd like to play. Um, I was able to hit a couple of balls out in the middle. Um, I think it's good as well that I reminded myself how to count to 100 as well. But yeah, quite enjoyable. Try building it, like I said played superbly. What about that change room at the end? How tense was it getting? Uh, I mean, David was still there. Uh, Marco was also still there. Um, yeah, Marco struggled to get to, to get it away. Um, but I think the guys were quite calm. Um, we had wickets in hand. Um, I think something miraculous could have happened for us to lose that game. But yeah, I think the guys were fairly calm. 
If you look back on the entire game, as captain, what pleased you the most? I think if I look at the bowling, um, we spoke about trying to dominate that first 10 overs. I think we were there. Um, yes, we didn't get the wickets that we wanted, but I mean, we were still there. Um, at one stage, they lifted their intensity, um, but I felt the guys stayed in it. Um, we knew that a couple of wickets would would kind of slow them down. Um, at the end, probably not our best, um, again, in terms of how we finished it. And I think with the batting, you know, like I said, you know, we knew we had to come out and play. Um, we took the situation out of it and really just played the conditions. Conditions are good, really good for batting, um, and we were able to exploit this. So I think all in all, good performance from us. Um, yeah, there's certain areas we can pick at, but good performance. And what about this crowd? What a turnout and what terrific support you guys had. Yeah, a lovely crowd. Um, haven't played in Boom for quite a while, but I mean, to see all the people here in the stands, that's magnificent. Um, I'm sure in Kimberley we'll have the same thing, but yeah, thanks to the crowd, thanks to everyone who came and supported. Now, we know, of course, the series is important. You guys have won that. You want to win three out of these three to make it easier for you guys to qualify for the World Cup. I mean, you're on the right track and looking forward to that in Kimberley? Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Um, again, we haven't played in Kimberley in a number of years, so it's a bit hard to know what to expect, but you know, like I've been saying, you know, Wednesday will be another opportunity for us to go out and execute our plan. Timber, thanks for your time. You played sensationally today. Well played. Thank you, Mike. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. South Africa were sensational. It was a, a quite magnificent run chase, just to put it into a little bit of context for you. Um, the third best ever by a South African team. The, uh, the second 
uh, being 372 for six against Australia back in 2016 and 10 years prior to that. The, uh, the classic, the, uh, the thriller at the Wanderers where they chased down 438 again against Australia. Um, Mickey Arthur, I suppose Mike Hazeman touched on it slightly there. He didn't want to speak its name, but of course the crowd there in Bloemfontein would have seen South Africa get into positions where, where nobody could lose a game and watch them lose a game. So that there was, you know, he sort of brushed it off, Temba Bavuma, as being, well, you know, we always had it under control, but the crowd certainly didn't feel that. And some of us here in the dressing room, yourself in the commentary box, yourself included, were thinking, oh, no, please don't. Please don't mess this up again. It was a big, big thing to get over the line there. Yeah, it was a massive, uh, it was a massive thing for them. But I, I just liked the way they played. I thought, I thought, I thought their whole out cricket today was was very, very good. South Africa have got themselves in winning positions before, and and used to use the c word choked. They they have, and um, you could you you could see that you you could see that on the on the faces of everybody in the crowd, and uh, certainly they would have felt it in the dressing room as well. But as long as David Miller was there, I was always comfortable they were going to get home. 58 from 37 from Miller. Uh, Marco Janssen had a few hairy moments there where he you know, found a bit of fresh air. 32 from 29. They got them over the line. Matt Pryde, an impressive batting performance simply because South Africa never allowed the, uh, the, the strike rate to dip. Um, you know, we've seen in the past them go off like a train in the, in the, in the power play and then almost um, put, the, put the parachute out and just slow down. But they were able to just keep accelerating smoothly through. And I think you may have said it. They got ahead of the run rate early and, and stayed there pretty much for the rest of the run chase. Especially when you lose wickets. You know, it's, it's easier to do when you've got two set batsmen in and you, you know what the run rate is that you want to stay at. As Bavuma said there, good batting conditions. I mean, I, I, watching all day, I thought the wicket was doing a little bit and moving around, but he seemed to think it was pretty easy out there and made it look easy. So fair play to him. But yeah, you, you know, we, we're tracking the, the run rate worms and, and everything else. And, and South Africa were consistently above England, the whole run chase. And as I say, or allude to, even when they lost wickets, the new man would come in, the man in would take that pressure off him, keep the boundaries going, um, allow that, the, the new batsman to, to get set. But it didn't take them very long either, and they would get up with the rate or get ahead of the rate. So just taking pressure off and working as partnerships, uh, that's, that's the crucial piece. Is, is, as you say, when you've got two set men in, fine. But it's when you lose a wicket, how do you go about that next 10 balls, next 10 runs getting into the partnership? Well... Yeah, I think uh, I'd have to agree with all of that. And South Africa can be very, very pleased with themselves for a job well done. Another 10 points in the bag. They are inching ever closer to uh, that um, qualification, automatic qualification uh, in the World Cup. They've got the one match against England left in this series in Kimberley, then the two matches against the Netherlands. And they are starting to breathe a little easier. They came into this series under a real cloud of not making it to the uh, World Cup proper and having to qualify. Um, so a reminder then that we will be back for the third and final One Day International of the series on Wednesday morning as both teams head to Kimberley. We'll be on air at 10.30am ahead of the first ball at 11. We'll bring you another following on podcast tomorrow. Um, but from myself, Mickey Arthur, Gareth Batty and Matt Pryor, it's a very good afternoon and evening to you and we will catch up with you once more on Wednesday here on TalkSport 2. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. 
Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.